0: So recently I have been coaching local soccer team, oh, you know, cool. just volunteering, trying mm-hmm. to be helpful in the community that I so love. Um, there are a lot of like little little kids. I'm going to give them nicknames, right? Uh, but I had to kick Cinderella off the soccer team because she kept running away from the ball.
1: <laughs> and presumably losing one of her shoes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Attention jokes and puns that just don't
1: work. The doctor will see you now. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Evan Diem. This is Evan Diem's Joke Doctor, a podcast where my co-host and physician assistant, Sarah, hello, finds jokes on the internet, brings them to me. I try to guess the punchline and then after we get it, we talk about the joke, analyze it, see how we can make it better, see what works, what doesn't. And if it doesn't work, uh, if we can't make it work, um, you know, it's sort of metaphorically toe-tagged and sent down to the morgue to rot. And uh, no, it's gets To embalmed. be used as a in...
0: cadaver by the Grey's Anatomy <laughs> interns.
1: To get, yes, we, yes, exactly. To sort of just sit in the room while two doctors Neglect their duties to have a hot makeout sesh um,
0: with oh, the bodies. Not
1: with the bodies. <laughs> it's a joke. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, what was I talking about? Oh, this was the intro. And then, if they are good, we send them on their way. That's that's all I had to say.
0: Let's say our jokes. If they uh, do get toe tagged, their bodies are donated to science. And that's where we analyze them further <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
0: for future generations of jokes.
1: Yeah. The, the, right. So yeah, when we sort of break them down and realize we can't do anything with them, but we sort of say, Oh, maybe there's something to be learned here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit about the email that Charlie sent us about the section good Afternoon" on Sid, the science kid. Yeah. We just watched one of them. There are, A few more that we haven't watched, but I just wanted to talk about the first one I saw. I honestly quite like the first joke. There were like three or four, and the real failing was the delivery. So if you want to run through the joke, I think the setup was like, waiter, I need a...
0: Yeah, waiter, I would like to order a pancake, but I'm really in a hurry. Do you think it'll be long?
1: And then the Mm. punchline was delivered like, no, it won't be long. It'll be round, just like all the other pancakes usually are. Which is like so many words past the end of the punchline. It's uh, and the thing is, I I didn't realize that that was happening. So my expectation was sort of like neutral, and then I heard the setup, and I was like, oh, it's gonna be. They're not long. They're something. I thought it was maybe short, yeah, because they are. You know, like a short stack of pancakes or whatever. But then they said, round. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 that's fine. And then as the the kid, the animated child kept talking, it just got worse and worse. I
0: think part of it, though, is that it was made for children.
1: It is made for children, and I guess maybe they need to explain the joke fully, Yeah, which is a bit sort of frustrating because...
0: Unfortunately, children do not come out of the womb just knowing jokes.
1: Right. But I also think that if the kid doesn't know the phrase, will it be long, then like that's the issue, right? Like because that's what the punchline is based off of, the, yeah. that sort of misunderstanding. But I don't think that a kid is not going to know that pancakes are round a- instead of long. I think the kid is not going to know what it won't be long means. So it's like, I don't know what really they get from explaining that further unless they like A, B tested this and saw that. Oh, well, actually, kids know what It Won't Be Long is, but they don't know the shape of pancakes, um, mm-hmm. interestingly. Uh, but I, I do like that sort of twist on it because I did a TikTok that was similar to that. I don't exactly remember the setup, but uh, my friend Dan helped me record it in New York City. We got it in one take. It was beautiful. He was like, Hey, man, what's going on? I'm just, uh, I've am just i just been waiting for my limousine. Oh, how long? Uh, longer than a normal car, I think, usually. Which I think is a great joke. That sort of usage of that misunderstanding of long, I think, is a kind of joke that I don't hear as much as I, I'd like to. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that one just has a good replay value to me. Are there any j- types of jokes for you that don't get old? Like, or maybe subjects or formats. Cause I have a few examples if I can help you sort of like,
0: yeah, share some examples, rev your mind.
1: Um, one that always hits for me is exchange rate jokes, especially when they're used not about money. Like, so anytime someone's like, uh, so how old is your, uh, how old is your friend? Oh, uh, she's, uh, 28, but she's Canadian. So it's like really 24, you know, mm-hmm. that always hits for me. I always love jokes uh, just sort of referencing the three-fifths compromise because I think that is a thing that people don't think about enough and they should think about it more. And I think being able to pull it into comedy just sort of keeps that in people's minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's sort of like you have that that percentage, right? There's a lot that you can do with that number and with the phrasing there. Um, like I think I did, I did a TikTok talking about how much people – get paid for for their content right and i was like i honestly think it's fine like i know that people talk about a disparity between black and white creators but i don't know i probably get like three-fifths of what the rest of them are making you know that's fine um so something something like that uh and that always that's just always ripe yeah in my opinion
0: or i think like jokes that require like prior knowledge to like a subject um
1: you like references
0: yeah. Uh. Or some that are kind of like layered so like you have to know about this band and um this event in history and that this one food from Italy and mm-hmm. yeah just a whole bunch of stuff like a joke that like four people understand but it's really good.
1: Yeah, if you if you get all the parts of it. Mm-hmm. I know I know that I've definitely noticed that there are some people who it's like they don't like and to me that that feels like a an answer that's like yeah of course you know because just like the ability to tie all those things together is incredible it's really yeah clever and therefore is uh you know something to be appreciated but i guess that gets at a huge difference between me and the fact that i do a podcast like this yeah uh, and a lot of other people because sometimes people think that uh that a joke is a a thing that makes someone laugh. And in my opinion, a joke is just a small piece of like creative writing, Yeah, you know? And I I sort of think that there's a lot, huge amount of crossover Mm -hmm. between jokes and things that are funny, Yeah, right? But I don't necessarily think that like, I mean, I've talked about this. This is early thesis statement of the podcast, but a good thing to mention is that I don't think jokes have to be funny to be jokes. And I don't think funny things are necessarily jokes. Yeah. Um, and I definitely think that like...
0: Like like America's Funniest Home Videos. Like a lot of those, like they're not jokes. Uh-huh. Some of them like aren't actually funny. Yeah. There are only so many times I can watch like a child just face plant. And like it, it's never funny.
1: Yeah. I mean that's sort of... Yeah, I do definitely feel that. I've never really gotten much joy out of people falling. Yeah. Yeah. Or like,
0: people getting hit in their genitals. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's not great for me. This is why I, I always think that, like, there's this weird sort of gray area when it comes to people making offensive jokes that I think is really interesting because people are like, well, you know, you can't just say something offensive and, like, say that it's a joke because it's not funny. And it's like, well, you can do a joke that's not funny. And it's still a joke. Right? It still technically has all the parts of a joke. Yeah. Part of being a joke is not the laugh at the end, right? You know, it's the same sort of philosophical thing as part of a tree falling over is not necessarily there being someone there to hear it, right? right? The action exists on its own. Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, that there's a lot of things that people say, well, they laughed at it, so it must have been a joke. And it's like, well, no, sometimes you just laugh at something because you agree with it. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think a lot of the times, like, referential comedy is not always a joke. And I think that so there's sort of like, it's the difference between sort of acknowledging something, knowing the reference, and then pointing out the acknowledgement versus acknowledging something, knowing the reference, and then like combining the things. Yeah. Right. And that's like a big element of it. Let's get into the jokes. I I was gonna talk. I actually, sorry. I should. I should. I'm interrupting myself, which so it's okay. But um, speaking of people who don't like jokes, the more they understand them, my friend Hazel had this realization when we were all on Discord together, me and some other TikTokers, and was just like, you know, I think that the more I get a joke, the less I like it. And they just like they like laughing because other people are laughing, you know. And I think that's such an interesting perspective.
0: Yeah, that's like a certain level of bliss that like I wish I had the capacity to be mm-hmm. at. Yeah, It's like people who like they don't care about like who becomes president because like <laughs> their life isn't going to change, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so people who are just like they, they don't need to understand jokes. They just mm-hmm. like to laugh.
1: Yeah, and this is also not to say that Hazel doesn't get jokes, right? right? It's just sort of, That is not something that she needs. Right. Which I think is fascinating. And that's why I like, I love thinking about that because it's so different to my experience. Right. And it really sort of helps me kind of understand another perspective towards comedy. Yeah. Because we've like helped her do comedy writing in sort of workshop situation. And it's sort of like, okay, I see that this is like, you know, there's not necessarily more to be gained by layering the joke more in this Mm -hmm. situation because you got to know what the audience is. You got to know how much you can really get into in this situation.
0: Yeah. I find that like when I know more about a joke, it gets funnier. Because if like somebody says a joke and I just don't get it, I will not laugh.
1: Yeah. I've never felt that pressure. Yeah. uh, Which I think a lot of people do. And I can often tell when people are laughing because they know a joke's happened instead of because they understand the joke. Yeah. Um,
0: I'd much rather just, like, take an extra second to think about what the joke was mm -hmm. and decide if it was funny or not. Yeah. And then if I think it is funny, maybe chuckle, maybe go, yeah, that was good.
1: Yeah. I also, I've also heard people say, like, if you just hear a joke and you say, that was funny, that's insane. And I sort of think, I guess I'm insane, because I very often do that. Yeah. Because, again, but, but the thing is, I have a response to that, that this podcast has helped me kind of get to, which is... That jokes are creative writing. Yeah. And I don't like, you can read a poem that's sad without crying. You can read a joke that's funny without laughing. They're similar experiences. And I think mm. people get the sad one, right? They don't necessarily get the funny one as sort of being as valid. Yeah. Right. And so that a lot of the times I will watch stuff, like I watch TikToks and I listen to jokes and stuff like that, I watch TV shows or whatever. And so much of the enjoyment is not necessarily in the laughing at it, but just enjoying that jokes are happening and I get them and I think that they're smart, mm-hmm. right? And that doesn't necessarily, like if I have to think about it and I think about all the things clicking into place, that's just a different experience than like something that catches me off guard or something that has this buildup or something where I'm like, oh, I know what they're going to say and that that's fun. Um, that's halfway through the podcast recording so far. So let's get into the jokes.
0: What's a Direction's favorite holiday?
1: Ooh. Um, Valentine's Day. Oh, Valentine's Day because they like, like Cupid, and he's got a little bow with an arrow on it. An arrow points in the direction. Um, Arbor Day, just because hmm, a direction? Yeah. Just the concept of a direction. Like, West really likes Easter. Yeah, Easter. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Easter.
1: Easter. Yeah. Uh, That's interesting because this is one of those situations where I wouldn't go against what I think is normally something you might. This is a situation where I go against something that I might normally suggest. Right. So here direction and Easter are very clearly tied together. Mm -hmm. Right. It is a clean synonym. You know, or synonym that gives you options for it. Um, It is a good umbrella term for the thing that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So you very clearly see that connection. I think the setup and the punchline connect super well. However, because direction is a concept, there are fewer things that you can mistake for that. There's no misdirection, right? Which is ironic Mm -hmm. given the specific content we're talking about here, which is directions. Misdirection.
0: Is there a mister direction? Is there a
1: mister direction? So I can east her? I don't know what that means. So I think that like, is there something that you could do? If Is there a sort of clearer thing that you could convey direction, like a compass, mm-hmm. you know, or a compass maker, right? Something that you actually have a person, you mm-hmm. have a thing. And I, I don't think every joke necessarily needs a thing, but I think a lot of the times if you're if the only subject you can come up with is a thing that doesn't have like agency or personhood otherwise, the punchline has to be either convoluted enough or complex or interesting or um, surprising enough that it justifies the use of something that like, why are you asking me about a direction? Directions don't actually have thoughts, you know, um, but I I sort of think um, a a different way you could go with this um, is maybe talking about like something is Easter than something else. Mm.
0: Um, What's a baker's favorite holiday?
1: Easter. Easter. Yeah, I did a tweet a while ago that was like, it's interesting that they don't call it Easter. Because Jesus's body is bread, and he rose. Um, yeah. They,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, I think that's a. If we're gonna do an East joke, I, I'm just gonna stick with that. But I do think, like, you could say, like, what what joke do they celebrate more in Maine than they do in Oregon? Easter. I don't know. I don't think that's it, right? But I, something like that. Yeah. Uh, let's. Keep going.
0: What's a gastrologist's favorite punctuation mark?
1: (laughs) Say holiday again. (laughs) Um, I mean it's a colon. Yeah. Right? So this kind of is a cleaner, this is more what I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. right? Because you could say like, what is a fart's favorite punctuation mark? Right. But a fart doesn't have agency. (laughs) A fart is at the whims of the wind. And a gas it was it gastrologist? Gastroenterologist? Like that, similar to like Compass Maker or
0: This Yeah. It does say gastrologist. Uh-huh. Not gastroenterologist. Yeah.
1: Those are both things.
0: Yeah, but gastrologist I I like did a little dictionary thing and it just pulls up like astrologist
1: a gastrologist
0: A gastrologist That's
1: interesting. That's an interesting sort of joke breeding ground. They actually call it gastrology because uh, it's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um no, but I think a, a, the difference between a gastrologist and a gastroent The difference between a gastrologist and a gastroenterologist is gastroenterologists also specialize in the upper yeah. Gastrointestinal system. Yeah. Because enteral means like mouth and. The and Digestive
0: Disease stuff. Specialists Incorporated website says.
1: Sarah's looking this up, but I just knew that from my job.
0: So is that a gastroenterologist are like doctors and oh. gastrologists are researchers.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe it's a totally different thing then. Maybe I'm wrong. I guess I'd, I didn't look that up and that's why I was wrong. Let's continue because I think gastrology, it's full of shit, is good. Yeah. Um. So, what's the next joke?
0: Where do shellfish go to borrow money?
1: The bank. The mm, like no sea bank. What is it? The outer banks. No. Um. Outer banks is good though. I know that they sand bank. Wait. What are we talking about? Drinks.
0: Shellfish.
1: Why am I? T- am I talking about money? Yeah. Okay. For some reason I. Th- I had a weird suspicion that I misremembered it, and that it was actually about drinking. And I was like, "Sandbar," but no. It
0: was like ten seconds ago.
1: I know, but it it was it was because I started thinking about sand dollars, mm-hmm. and then I thought I'm not getting any reaction for any of the bank related things I'm saying, so maybe I'm wrong because now I don't trust myself anymore after the gastrology thing.
0: Well, I was I was reading when you delivered that joke. Feel so like I heard it, but I like it in a like react.
1: Yeah, that's fair. This feels like I mean, so like sand dollars is a thing, right? And outer banks is a thing. Shellfish. Where would they go? Safe accounting bank teller seagull. <sighs> oh man, a trust fund. Can I get a hint?
0: I think it's like a person.
1: Oh, you're googling it. Okay. Yeah. Can you? Can I get the joke again, please?
0: Where do shellfish go to borrow money?
1: Oh, a loan shark. No. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> they a a loan shark. Yeah. Uh. It it's shark isn't involved. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh my goodness.
0: Shellfish is.
1: Shelf a shell company a shell corporation. No. A person who gives out loans and in something insurer insurer like shore insurer no yeah. insurance company man i don't know
0: to the prawn broker
1: the prawn broker
0: yeah like a pawn broker
1: a pawn broker yeah
0: but it's prawn cuz it's shellfish
1: i've ne- i've never heard that in my life as pawn far broker as, as far as i can tell
0: is an individual or business that offers secured loans to people with items of personal property used as collateral. And they charge very high interest rates.
1: Okay. That sounds similar to loan shark, unless loan shark is something I, I also don't understand, but I think I understand what it means. A loan shark is a person who offers loans at extremely high interest rates. Okay. So I guess a loan shark could also be a prawn bro, a pawn bro, whichever the real one is. I feel like that joke. Hmm.
0: According to Glassdoor, the average salary for a pawnbroker is thirty four thousand dollars. Yeah, which sounds terrible.
1: It sounds wait thirty four thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay, not three hundred.
0: No, yeah. thirty four thousand.
1: That's yeah, rough. Yeah, especially if you're like collecting at high interest rates, not even doing a good job of it, or maybe they get paid commission and something something like that. <laughs> They probably just don't report their income properly. Probably. That's um, more likely. God, Loan Shark is, it feels better to me because it's not a stretch.
0: And because you know what it is.
1: Because I know what it is, yeah. And Prawn Broker is, it's not a pun anymore. It's, it's you've jud you've. you've jammed that r into it and now it's just a rhyme instead of being like a a homophone or a instead of being a homonym even but then you have the other homonym of lone shark like lone Mm -hmm. l-o-n-e like a single shark but then you would have to sort of fit that into the narrative somehow which i'm not going to worry too much about but now i was thinking of someone who like insures your chess pieces which would be a pawnbroker let's go to the next joke
0: why does Jesus drive so much? Uh,
1: why does Jesus drive? I didn't know he drove a lot. <laughs> um, is it because people keep asking him to take the wheel? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, because everyone asks him to take the wheel. That's
1: a really boring setup for that. <laughs> um, actually, you know, it would. Okay, so here's all I'm gonna say about this, right? I think Jesus Take the Wheel is an, is a very funny concept. I think it's a funny thing to do in the car is to take your hands off the wheel and say Jesus Take the Wheel or something like that. There's a song, Jesus Take the Wheel. Yeah, is by Carrie by? Underwood. Carrie Underwood, yeah. Um, okay, so here's what's funny to me. Jesus is doing a house tour. And this is a throwaway joke, right? You would have to create a bigger thing around this. I think you could very easily do an MTV Cribs, but it's Jesus in heaven.
0: Jesus in Bethlehem. You could like what if MTV? Welcome to my crib. Well, it's the manger, and it's the
1: manger. <laughs> MTV Mangers <laughs> yeah. is what it's called. Yeah. But it is. But in order for this jo- joke to work, he would have to be like in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. And because Baby Jesus didn't have any of the cool shit, right? Right. So he's got like this big ass fridge, loads of fish, mm-hmm. big ass. <laughs> he's got like five hundred bread boxes, or he's just got. One fit. He's got one of everything. Like mm-hmm. he, because he's just, like, oh, I just need one and I need to make more. Um, and uh, okay, so, but small throwaway joke, right? He's going through the hallway, he opens the door, taking there. And then they, the camera just looks in and it's just full of wheels. And then they go into <laughs> the next room. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next joke?
0: Where can you always get cheap gas?
1: A gastrologist? Um, You can always get cheap gas from a shell corporation. Oh, uh, bird farts, because cheap gas. No. No? Okay. Um,
0: You're kind of on the right track though.
1: Interesting. (laughs) Oh my goodness! Is it fart related or is it bird related? Um, or like,
0: it's like, it is fart related, but it doesn't say like fart in the
1: punchline. Okay, um, a wind farm.
0: No, because
1: that would that's connecting the wind and gas and chicken and farm. So,
0: why do you care about
1: chicken? I'm just saying because the previous joke was chicken fart, cheap. Yeah, gas. Right.
0: Well, that's you. That's not this. There are no chickens on this. I shark. know. I'm just saying it was
1: closer. It was closer <laughs> in both ways to what you were saying. I was not saying that it had anything to do with it. I was simply making a logical connection, mm-hmm. um, to show that we are getting closer to it in a interesting lateral thinking kind of mm-hmm. way. What are other? Is it like? Is it something to do with like cutting cheese? Something to do with uh like passing gas, passing wind, flatulence. Um I can't think of fart euphemisms cuz I just don't talk about them very often. Farts are farts and poop and stuff like that. It's not a thing I think is very no. funny. Um like fart jokes in movies usually like it's tough to get a laugh. There's an interview I saw with Leslie Nielsen that had a fart joke in it. And I actually thought that was pretty good and I was kind of surprised because of how good it was, that it it was actually uh, interesting. But normally I don't care. So I don't want to think about this joke further. What is the punchline, please?
0: Where can you always get cheap gas? Mm -hmm. Any burrito joint.
1: Any burrito joint. Uh, That's boring. I don't like, I, I don't know if it's a racist thing That I, is the racist undertones to it are probably not why I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I think they are part of the reason why I don't make those jokes. But I think that all of the value of a beans and Mexican food make your tummy hurt and they make you fart. um, That just never seemed accurate. And that's why I like, that's why. So it's like all that stuff was like, okay, there's no joy for this in it Mm -hmm. and then i found out it was racist and i was like oh let's even yeah you know or i guess i mean i don't know if it's racist but it's sort of like pejorative
0: yeah i think like people talk about taco bell and they're like oh it messed up my stomach and it's like there's something wrong with your stomach
1: yeah it's true that's
0: that there's something wrong with you it is not the fact that it's rice and beans it's there's something with your digestive system that doesn't react well to rice and beans yeah
1: or like it's not like McDonald's and Popeyes and Burger King don't make your stomach hurt. Right. Like the only time Taco Bell has ever made me feel bad is when I didn't eat Taco Bell for a really long time <laughs> and then had it again. Like Chipotle's never fucked me up, yeah. like that I can remember. Like, yeah, they've they put lettuce on stuff, yeah. which like has like high e. coli recalls and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just I've always thought that's quite lazy. Yeah. Um. Especially because, like, there are a lot of ways to eat beans. Yeah. That aren't Mexican food related. Mm-hmm. But, like...
0: And there are lots of different types of beans. Yeah.
1: Like, you don't really hear about, oh, man, I just had a bunch of cannellini beans in my, like, Italian dish. Yeah. And now I'm farting all over the place, you know? Yeah. Um. I mean, it's... I guess they're, like, high in protein and fiber or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does make you regular, but not more than like other
0: other yeah.
1: You know, because it's like sauerkraut and shit like that. Like there are things like vinegary things or things like asparagus that do actually change the like scent of your bodily gases because yeah. of what does and doesn't get processed and released at mm-hmm. different points in your body. Um and I just think that like fucking sauerkraut is should be more of a culprit for that or Whatever. Anyway, uh, I'm not going to try and make that joke better. I just uh, don't think you should make that joke. You want another joke? Yeah. Let's, uh, Let. I mean, do you got one more? I got one more. I think one more is perfect for where we are.
0: What's a vegetable's favorite game to play?
1: Um, Zelda Breath of the Wild, because it's just like, it's a fucking great no. video game. I've never played it. I don't know. I just know it's good. That was the first thing that came to mind when I thought of good video game. Wow. Uh, like critically acclaimed. Um. I assume that does this have a does this does this reference a specific vegetable? Yes. Mortal kumquat.
0: No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: People aren't going to get this because I edit this podcast, but I fucking love the full 11 seconds of silence between me thinking of a game and saying Mortal Kombat. Like I am cycling through video games that I know. Oh, God, that's so good. Do you ever play Mortal Kombat games? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I
0: played on Game Boy.
1: Nice. On Game Boy? I have Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance for the PlayStation, one. I'm very excited Ooh. about. That was the one I played as a kid. That one is straightforward, just one-on-one combat. Very little stuff outside. I also played Shaolin Monks, which is more of like a top-down two-player, like you're going through different screens and like solving puzzles and mm-hmm. fighting enemies in different situations and stuff like that. Um, but now they're both kumquats, which I think would be very funny. Um, or like you do a fatality and it. It's all vegetable themed. You know, it's or ooh, it's a VeggieTales Mortal Kombat crossover. Yeah. That right. somebody write that down. <laughs> and send it to Namco Cop Capcom. I don't know. Um, can you give me a hint, please? Can uh, I know I either like the type of game it, or it's what it's not a video game. It's not a video game. Okay. Hopscotch, uh, jump rope, double dutch, um, Cops and broccoli robbers. No. Um,
0: That's just going to the grocery store with my friends.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I do. I'm always stealing broccoli. Um, Yeah, I stole a hundred grand from the store the other day. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're very small candy bars, so it fit right in my fanny pack. That's Mm -hmm. a true story. Um, I can't think of what this is going to be. Cornhole. Shit. That's trash.
0: The vegetable's favorite game to play. It's cornhole.
1: Okay. Okay. Don't write in to edjdpodcast at gmail.com and tell us that corn isn't a vegetable. I'm going to say it right now. Corn is a grain. So this is a joke that fails on that respect. I think culinarily corn is a vegetable, but someone was going to write in and I know who you are. I'm looking at you by which I mean, I'm looking at the timeline of the, of the recording software. I know, I know i got it covered. <laughs> Also, there's no like play there, there's nothing interesting. It is just called cornhole because you cause the bags are like full of corn or whatever. Yeah. Like that's terrible. Yeah. That's so not even mortal corn
0: bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no.
1: Any capcorn games? Um that's really boring. Cause it's also like it's not even a game that a vegetable could could play. I guess in Veggie Tales they do like they can hold stuff even though they don't have hands. I'm sure they would play corn. Cornhole is like a game you would see at like a Christian camp though, I think. Yeah,
0: I mean it's just like one of those outside activities. Yeah. That they have at festivals and tailgates. So like summer camp.
1: Larry Bob and Larry probably playing that. With and junior asparagus and the reincarnated body of Jesus that inhabits. What vegetable would Jesus be, do you think?
0: Jesus would be a grape for wine.
1: That's very, very smart. Mm -hmm. Hazel actually did uh, file a complaint, which is that it's called Evan Diem's Joke Doctor, and that seems like it's highlighting me, even though uh, we do the same amount of contribution. Yeah, And I said, "I, I think if you listen to how many words we say that's not accurate (laughs) but sort of as far as like making the joke the the podcast go yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely i think we uh you deserve more credit i don't know if that means that we can change the name to evan diem and sarah ali's joke doctor i think that it's a it's a brand thing
0: yeah um and like the the apostrophe in evan DMs. it's not possessive it is um a contraction it's yeah. evan DM is joke, joke doctor.
1: doctor yeah that's what i told everybody yeah um and then uh someone else bradley was was like so why do you say uh you know your sort of slogan at the end it doesn't make sense is if it ain't joke don't fix it and the whole time that he was saying because i knew what he was gonna say yeah he w- I was just sort of like punching the air. I was like, I know exactly what I'm going to say to this. like, uh, ooh, or, or or I was just like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, if it's not a joke, we can't fix it. Right. Um, it's a joke
0: podcast. It's a joke
1: podcast. So if it ain't joke, we can't fix it. Yeah. Though we, d- I did explain that we had to come up with that because it is a nonsense phrase and we just needed an explanation. It is 100% an accurate criticism. Yeah. Um, but- it's also
0: like the first slogan that I said, And you were like, yep, that's it.
1: Everything is draft draft one on this podcast. Evan Diem's Joke Doctor. I don't remember if I came up with that. Like, I think it was just like a.
0: I think we had like brainstormed a couple names, but the one that like just kept coming back was Evan Diem's Joke Doctor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Actually, Bradley has a podcast called No Good Ideas with Brad and Hank, which is a history podcast, which I suggest all of you check out. I listened to an episode on OK Soda. Which was a soda that they branded to be like edgy and uncaring for like the nineties grunge scene, and they had, like I love a, that. they had like a picture of Charles Manson on the like cover on the not cover but like on the can or, yeah. or at least some of the cans or something like that. And um, yeah, it's a really interesting podcast, and I've only listened to one episode so far, but I want to like I'm I don't know if I'm going to start from the beginning and and catch up, but. Or just uh, speaking of ketchup, I think they did one on like squeeze ketchup, which I I think I want to listen to that one, especially if they cover like the different colored ketchups. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you remember that. They had like purple and green because I used that for sure. That was something that we had in the house.
0: Yeah, I don't think we use that. My mom has always been very kind of like apprehensive with the artificial food coloring. It's for the better.
1: It makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I just wanted to give Bradley a shout out and also uh, Hazel is at economy underscore mommy on TikTok and does really good content about uh, climate change and like no sort of doom scrolling, like positive uh, kind of attitude towards the economy. So I definitely suggest checking both of them out there, good friends of mine who I think are really good. But I just got a sort of notification that was like, uh, you have 5% battery left." so we're gonna end the podcast we're here. End the podcast. Um, Worst joke, I think's uh, the prawn broker. Maybe best joke was uh, the pancakes. Long <laughs> <laughs> from Good Afternoon. Follow Sarah everywhere online at Sarah A B T W. That's Sarah with an H. Find me by googling Evan DM. And uh, I was I was thinking about changing my like Instagram handle and Twitter handle to Evan DM, but I'm someone has Evan DM or like it won't let me do it, but I look it up and it's, then nothing's there. Hmm. Also, there is an account that I saw that's Evan underscore DM, but like if I can't be at Evan DM on all of them, I, I'm not interested in it. Yeah, uh, fair. And, and then I thought about it. I was like, uh, I don't necessarily know if I want it to be easier for people from TikTok to find me, although I probably do. So I don't know. One of those things. I'm not good at branding or marketing. Anyway, patreon.com slash joke doctor. We have our first
0: one hundred dollar patron.
1: Yeah, thanks, Chris. Uh, what a fucking wild move! Um, I don't know what we're gonna it's, use that it's money. It's not for, too
0: late. Your credit card hasn't been cha- been you can uh, still, charged yet. You, you can, can still, still cancel.
1: cancel. But it is such a funny bit. Yeah. That I absolutely approve of it. Yeah. Um, I you mean, don't, Chris,
0: you don't get your phone call until after the card has been yeah. charged, so it's gonna be October. Hmm. Um
1: well Chris was saying that their mom was like talking about how they were gonna give Demi at like thousands of dollars yeah. to do the September videos um, so that clearly runs in the family but we're, <laughs> I'm at 3% I don't want this podcast to be lost so signing off as we always do if it ain't joke don't fix it bye good afternoon, everyone